0: Hey Jennifer, would you mind saying your last name?
1: Carmody. Jennifer Carmody.
0: Thanks. I I I don't know why I'm so hesitant about that because I already pronounced English all wrong anyway so I don't know what will be (laughs) but you know the last name is so important to everyone you know Um,
1: but you know what it's kind of like goes without saying that people are going to say it wrong like I feel like that's most people's problem unless your name is like Jones or Smith yeah everyone pretty much says your name wrong that's Italian Uh, it's actually an Irish last name
0: oh I'm always wrong (laughs) you told me this before too
1: (laughs) it used to be O'Carmody actually which sounds really lame so I'm glad that you know, whenever we came from Ellis Island, they took the O off.
0: Um, I mean, how how would I? Because you do so many things so well, and and you you, you why? Thank you. You're so young, and <laughs> I mean, how would how would you describe what you do?
1: Oh yeah, I know you're
0: a director. Well, uh, I
1: would like to be a director. Yeah. Um, I have like I've made a short film before. Um. But really, since then, I haven't really uh, pursued directing. I did move to LA sure. to work as like a writer, director, and production and stuff. And I did work a little bit, and I had like a, I had a pretty decent job as like um like a first AD, and I got like some producing credits. But um, I don't know. I just like I felt like the approach that I was taking. Um not that necessarily my approach now is better because I'm still not directing sure. stuff but um I don't know I just felt like climbing up the ladder through the PA to the AD to eventually I just felt like and plus all the the drama of set and all these things I was just um I was like you know what I'm just going to go work on my own projects for a little bit because I was so like you know you work on a movie for like 3 months or something and then afterwards you're like hmm so that was it And all the reviews were bad And everyone thought it sucked
0: Wait um, <laughs> Well Louis C.K. made a pretty tangent. I know exactly so Exactly I don't, I don't know what that means When, when people bash it You know But um,
1: And I mean I understand it I mean not that like uh, But I just felt like I was tired of wasting all my time Working on other people's projects Sure So then I was like You know what I'm gonna just start working on my own projects And It's pretty hard to get a movie together, and takes a lot of discipline that I guess I haven't been too disciplined.
0: Well, you're f- originally from Jersey City, yes. East Coast, so you, you're an East Coast girl, and you went to film school in the East Coast? or Yeah, in New York. Okay. And um, do you think it's, e- I don't want to say easier, it's, it's it's just different, right, movie business-wise in the East Coast, and yeah, LA? Yeah, you
1: know, um- I actually moved here thinking it would be easier here because there's so much more jobs here. Yeah. But um, it's a little bit different. And, you know, I kind of... When I worked on set in New York, I didn't find it to be so, like so much cattiness yeah. from men and women. But like, it was like more drama and cattiness here. And I just got like really turned off to it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own projects. That's how the podcast kind of came about. Sure. Cause it's like, help me feel like I'm staying active, you know? Yeah. And, um, but then time passes, you know, because I have a regular job too. So then so much time passes when you're working for someone else. Cause I'm still, you know, going to be working for someone else, even with my own projects.
0: So, um, this, is this a weird question to ask? You, you're 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 so good looking. Do you, do you think it's harder to try to get into that feel hmm. behind the camera?
1: Why? Thank you. But um, no, because I've seen I, you
0: like um American was it American Apparel commercials. Yeah, right? well, no, I
1: I modeled for American yeah. Apparel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I don't think I've ever had a problem of being like too pretty or anything like that. Yeah. Like when people say stuff like that, I kind of don't believe them. I kind of think it's a personality. When they're like, "I didn't get booked because I'm too pretty for this," I'm like, "I think you're like too delusional and not relatable enough, or something." There's something else, yeah, you know. But I've never, I've never felt like either in a good way or a bad way have like my looks limited me from anything. Sure, you know, Um, but
0: because I think sometimes people assume if a woman have a certain look. They, they make assumption about them right? Oh
1: yeah Well yeah that's true too Then yeah if, When I do work Everyone does think I'm fucking someone there
0: No no I don't mean <laughs> you like, know? I, 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 I don't mean like that um, Like you interview Amy Schumer right Uh huh I think she, she I don't know if she Agree with me But I think she's In the right spot Oh like, my god yes Because She's pretty But not uh, What's that girl From Blur line That uh, Emily Rakowski Or whatever hmm. She's like She was the one of the New girl um, Oh okay a girl like that I couldn't imagine Doing comedy does Yeah it, Right Yeah And um, uh, She's good looking Enough the guys like her But not too crazy looking That women are not Intimidated by her Do I Yeah I think
1: that's I, hope like, I, I hope
0: people Are not taking it as insult that's No not, but I,
1: I think that's exactly I think that's um, A big part of Amy's appeal Aside from her being So funny and smart uh, She's incredibly smart Yeah she's so smart And like her humor And her show Is all like In a weird way Like very like political statements and social statements by through being hilarious and silly was
0: unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: really smart, but I think exactly like no one hates her because they, she makes them feel bad. And that's people like, like Angelina Jolie and stuff. Like remember, I think we talked about this last time you're on my podcast. How so many people hate Angelina Jolie and she's really never done anything for people to dislike her. And it's really just because people Assume to, that They wanted she, to fuck her so bad
0: That and people just assume She stole Brad from Jennifer Yeah And we don't know What was the relation Between Jennifer and Brad It could have You know Maybe sometimes It just doesn't work out Yeah you know, It could
1: have been deteriorating Their relationship as it was yeah. and they, he She came in But exactly like Very pretty girls Often get hated on a lot Like yeah. Megan Fox Like you know A lot of people hate Megan Fox For no apparent reason So that's like where Yeah I think it it definitely also helps Amy because she's yeah. like this perfect look that people feel good watching her that like they don't feel like terrible about themselves. And she's very
0: confident. Yeah,
1: yeah, and she's so confident in how she looks that it's actually, it's really inspiring for a lot of people. They're like, damn, like she's standing up for how she looks.
0: Because she was like, what was it? Cosmopolitan Women of the Year or something like that. Yes, and on the said, cover. Yeah. Like, and she said like, hey, I'm carrying 160 pounds. I could get... Dick any time And all the women in room went Kind of crazy And Did you Did you know Patrice Well
1: Um No I only met Patrice uh, twice Actually
0: Okay And There was a period I mean It's just amazing If you give enough time Things do change Like with all this Transgender stuff People mm-hmm. are more Open minded about it And I remember Seven, eight, nine years ago There was been An attack on women Are women Funny enough To be a comic But I mean recently You notice like Last two years Like
1: Oh, it's out of control. It's there's women control. everywhere.
0: Yeah. And they're just making Melissa McCartney's, like, sh- that movie may, sh- spy me shitload of money. It was a really funny movie, too. Yeah.
1: So. And, you know, also, I think there's a lot of pretty women coming in, too. Like, yeah. that's what I like to see. I like to see, I mean, um, I think Whitney Cummings was kind of, like, of this wave, like, the first, like, pretty, really pretty girl. Right. But, like, now you have all these different people that are popping up, like, um, what's that girl's name? Il- Eliza, Ilza. Yeah,
0: Eliza. She's Eliza. Or I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but yeah, yeah.
1: she's super pretty. And um, who else? I had another one. Sarah in
0: Silverman's mind. been pretty for years. Yeah. yeah,
1: she's, and she's gotten prettier with yeah. age. And I, yeah, probably also, she, maybe she got more comfortable being pretty sure. over time because in the beginning when she started, really, there was no one that was like attractive, you know? So um, but that's what I think. I think there's like this wave of like really attractive, funny girls. And, I don't know. I feel like there was always attractive, funny girls. It just was not, you know. They had to play dumb before,
0: right? Or they didn't. They were just not given. The yeah, they weren't at giving. All. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And also, it's different now too because I don't know. It's just women have more of a voice to say things. So, like sure. before, they didn't really have the opportunity to be funny because all the roles that were written for them were only for someone's love interest or like damsel in distress. You know, there wasn't. I mean, with the exception of like Lucy, yeah. which is my favorite of all time, but Lucy was hilarious always, you know. But she wasn't really, you know, hot. She was, she was definitely attractive.
0: Sure. Um, you know, before we jump back to your film business, um, so when I don't know when you interview Amy, but I guess you're you're probably not surprised how fast she became.
1: No, I'm not like so, was
0: it that obvious when you met her first time? I don't know, I don't know when um, you met her.
1: When I first met Amy, uh she was opening for Jim, Norton, so yeah. yeah, for Jim Norton, so that's why um I had met her through that way, and um, yeah, she was really funny. And I do remember talking with Jim about it and we're like, she's going to be big. Yeah. Like, it's not time yet. Yeah. But, w- but I didn't think it was going to be like...
2: This explosive.
1: explosive and fast as it was. But I totally like... I don't know. She was just... She's so smart and she's even socially really funny. You know, it's not like she's like contrived funny. You know, there's a lot of people who are like funny on stage, but not in real life. Yeah. She's like just overall hilarious, like... In every aspect. So like, I feel like it was going to happen for her.
0: We both love and admire Jim Norton. Yes. And, um, he was kind enough to let me do a show show with him when he when he was hosting, when he was producing also to um, Anti-Social Network. Oh, yeah. I think two and a half, three years ago in Minneapolis. And so it was him, Amy, David Tell, Artie Lang, Bill Burr, And they were nice enough to let me do a spot. And he was kind enough even to pay me. And I think... That was the second or third time I'm meeting Amy I That was last time too And she's really funny But I, I wish I could remember the line Because after the show we went downstairs We were ready to watch Louis C.K. hosts SNL And we were watching And there was a group of like security guards And Amy said something about their hair It, it was just ruthlessly funny
2: <laughs>
0: I wish I could remember the line But I laughed really hard And she said Oh you should think I'm a cunt for saying that. Like she was really like, no, I didn't mean like that. I mean, she was kind of t- saying it in a very teasing way, but yeah, she Oh my Yeah. She's really funny. Like Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for her. She was always gracious and nice and yes. um, I, I wasn't I knew she was going to be this fast. I mean, this going to this funny, but Jesus, I I don't remember uh, one comedian just having this kind of year in one year.
1: You're right. Yeah, it's pretty rare for someone. Time
0: magazine. That's that's a shocker. Yeah, yeah that's yeah.
1: big, especially for a comedian. Any comedian that's huge to be on Time. Yeah. Because you know, usually it's like you know the the iconic people that have made it to there. Sure. You know? Um, but also something similar. A story of about Amy. Uh, she was playing softball in. New York she had like a team with like a bunch of Actors yeah and she told me one time To come and watch their game yeah And it was so funny we were like We were walking around Central Park and yeah. then this um This lady is like excuse me Excuse me she has a kid with her yeah she's like Excuse me uh, do you know where like the, the merry Go round is there's like a carousel here. Yeah. and then she's like oh Yeah it's over that way but Beware it's haunted
2: and it was just
1: like <laughs> I just started dying, like, <laughs> like the woman's face changed. Like she took her so seriously. She was like, "What?"
0: She's so good at yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and and your podcast, boy, you had a Colin Quinn. I mean, I was
1: really lucky that I had a very good start with the podcast. I had no, a you lot had of really huge
0: good... names, and yeah, your, you know,
1: yeah, right in the beginning, I did. Um, but like I was telling you before, it's kind of hard to. Book people when you're bu- busy, so um, I haven't been able to really get a bunch of big names sure. back on, but um, but it's been good. Now I think uh, I'm also learning how to do it in this time, so it's probably better because it was like um, it was a little hard to interview you know people for the first time, yeah. big names, you know, on my first interviews ever. So um, yeah, I think I've like learned a lot in that time.
0: And now, um, I'm I, I'm just hoping that um, things do work out for you because you know a couple of days ago I was reading LA LA time article and they were saying, like, did you hear about the fiasco with Fantastic Four? I didn't. It's um, it, it's now that uh, it bombed in the box office. I guess there was internal fight between some of the actor and the director. But the article basically talk about the studio have um, tendency to want to hire new directors for several reasons. It's one is cheap to hire them because they're relatively new, mm-hmm. but they'll two, take anything. Two, studio and marketing people really want to control the director because when, when you have like a big name like Scorsese, yeah, you know, you can't control them, they're so big. So, th- I, I guess those are the two main reasons why. Um, I, the guy who did the Snow White movie with the Christian tour and, she, and he ha- actually had an affair with her, remember, there was a big scandal. Oh, company. wow, he. He that was his first movie that made almost four hundred million, the Snow White Snow White movie with her.
2: Wow. But
0: he was only doing not only I mean it is great to do commercial, but he, he went from commercial into, you know, huge budget movies, you know. Wow. And it, it was interesting, like a lot of these guys. I mean, it's it's such a huge you know, they do like half a million or million dollar film. The next thing you know a studio like them, they're doing 100, 150 mil. How do you do that? That yeah, seems crazy so true. to me.
1: It's so true. I mean, and it's also, it's really hard to try to make sense out of like how some people just like shoot up there so quick and then other people continuously have to keep working and doing different projects and stuff. So it's like, exactly. It's like kind of, it's kind of perplexing, you know, when you're like, wow, like these it's exactly like a new director could just go to making a huge budget movie on their first film. Right. You know, like that's, that is bizarre. But also things are, things are changing right now. And I think um, a lot of the, you know, the big old guys in charge, I think they're like scrambling for new content because like, you know, throughout their career, I think that content was a lot slower for a long time. You know, there would be 13 episodes in a season and then you'd have to wait a year for it to come back and now it's like there's always something new they're always like people consume so much more media that they have to come up with so much more and then they're losing that connection because they're getting older the audience is getting younger and younger because now like three-year-olds have ipads you know so it's like even kind of like did you hear about like the teen choice awards that just happened and it was like
0: i completely missed it
1: E wrote an article about it and They were the article was like when you're 30 and you feel old because you watched Teen Choice Awards and basically everyone that won a Teen Choice Award was like a YouTube star. So anyone that's like over the age of 20 probably doesn't really even know who these people are. And it was like an article about like who the hell are these people? And then the backlash was really because I mean, obviously, as a media company saying who the hell are these people who have more followers than any of like their talent, you know, except for the Kardashians. And then um, but that's what I mean. Like, I think that they're scrambling for new directors, new writers. They're looking for like female comedians. They're looking for all these things that are new and exciting because they don't know how else to appeal to people. So they're trying to like
0: It's interesting pull
1: the, all the tricks out the bag.
0: It's interesting the stuff you were just talking about because I think three weeks ago in, in Anaheim, they had this convention for... Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I heard about it. It was like a YouTube...
0: YouTube convention where if you want to be a star, you go to this convention or whatever, you know? And like I didn't even know any of that stuff until I read it in the paper. But um, it's so new. You know, remember like five, seven years ago when Twitter was... Even bigger than it was now And Some mother in Minneapolis Tweeting something funny Next thing you know She has a book deal And Yeah like that. actually
1: yeah It was like uh Ke- Kelly Oxford yeah not, uh, yeah, yeah Kelly Oxford I don't know, Oxford, if, I, don't
0: know if, I don't know if she's from Minneapolis No she's yeah. from
1: Canada but yeah exactly uh Kelly Oxford was just like hilarious tweets and now she's like
0: some famous uh entertainer retweeted and next thing and all his or her followers start following her yes and, yeah. yes
1: I think they were I think she was already friends with like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff okay. and just had like same thing like just a friend that was retweeting her and then it just yeah she, now now I think she works like she writes for She writes for some show on CBS, and she like has sold a script. She's a number one selling author in like three countries. It's crazy just from tweeting, and it. I think that's like yeah, they the producers are looking for these people because they don't know what else to do.
0: So do you? I I know we all have to work. Um, Do you think you? When you have a free time After work You just have to um, Film something on your own Is that
1: That would be smart I mean I My hours My work hours Are so shitty I work 11 to 11 So usually By the time I get home It's like midnight And um, Usually I just go to sleep Yeah I mean I usually That is a long day I know I'm just stoned And tired And go to sleep But um, But no I should I really And then sometimes I'm more like Disciplined than others But Now that I've been, like, you know, doing the podcast and working with, like, a bunch of different comedians and stuff. Because I know
0: you also work with Jim's animation, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The
1: animation right now, um, we're still working on it. Uh, It hasn't been released or anything yet. But, um, yeah, that's been really cool. That's been a a really awesome project. I can't wait to till that's out there. Right. Um, So, yeah, I am working on a couple different things. But I really want to... uh, Start doing some videos and stuff like that And just like start directing short videos again
0: But your ultimate dream Is there certain types of movie that you want to make Like uh, science fiction Well or? you know
1: when I was younger and When I was in film school I really had this like And throughout my life I've always had like this fixation With like dark psychological thrillers That are like really Like, like French movies You yeah. know like just kind of weird Dark disturbing Make you like not a feel-good movie Like a movie when you leave You don't feel good You're like, huh That was weird And I'm kind of confused
0: Sounds, sounds like uh, European films yeah, yeah, I love
1: that So But then over the years And then like When I would make those films Especially like in film school People would like Find them really funny And I'd be like, no Like this is serious I'm writing serious Dark drama That happens to have A couple of funny lines in it and then like everyone just kept telling me like why don't you just like write comedy or something like that like I, they're like i think you're better at that so it's kind of like you know uh that's kind of how i've started to like write a little bit more d- sure. down that down that path because i'm like it's a little bit easier for me do you, to do you have a, silly
0: do you have any particular movies or directors that you like so i have some idea
1: um, well I mean of course like every probably per everyone that's ever gone to film school you know I love obviously Stanley Kubrick, Martin Scorsese, Tarantino, like uh, all of like those are like the directors. Sure. But I mean everyone <laughs> likes them because they're the guys who get to do whatever the fuck they want and they get to write it and direct it and they they've just got to completely make their film.
0: You know um I'm I'm glad you picked Kubrick because I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise, and I was reading something about him recently, and Eyes Wide Shut, the uh, last film that Kubrick made. I
1: just watched it like two weeks ago again, and I just like it's even better now. Yeah,
0: and and, and uh, Scorsese went. Uh, this is like a uh, early 2000, I think. Um Roger Ebert was interviewing him, and he asked like his favorite top five movie from um you know last ten years, and that movie was like second or third, you know, but. That movie is so interesting when I look back because almost year and a half, two years, Tom really couldn't do any other movie, and it was peak of his career with all the big movies he yeah. was in. but also
1: yeah, really from like the mid like ninety five to two thousand was like a hot time for I Tom mean, Cruise. Like Interview with the Vampire. He
0: was phenomenal yeah. in that movie. And um, what am I? What am I forgetting about that? But, Something like why why am I forgetting all of a sudden? So
1: uh you were talking about Stanley Kubrick and, oh, how-
0: and you know he, he remember the scene where uh Nicole Kimman's characters basically turned Tom's character that that he has fantasy of this uh military naval yes. naval, right?
1: What a good part.
0: Well he specifically uh separated Tom and Nicole that day and because he really wanted to create this jealousy for real in Tom's head, so and he specifically told her, don't tell Tom about what they filmed that day. Like, I had a new picture with a this Navy guy, right? And he, I don't want to say torment, but his process of directing, it seems like it really, really takes toll on people, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's really, that's what I, one of the things I really love about him. Yeah. Um, because very similar story with uh, Clockwork Orange with Malcolm McDowell. Uh he really wanted this performance out of him so he became like his best friend and they spent every day together and they were working on the film and throughout the whole process of the editing he was there every single day and then um then just one day he just stopped talking to him and never answered the phone for him again after the film was released i'm and glad you
0: said that because the guy
1: was and malcolm mcdowell still to this day talks about how devastated he is because he thought they were really friends
0: jack Nicholson said the same thing after shining and uh that's that's really interesting you know yeah that.
1: like he gets so in, in wrapped up in their life yeah that and it re- you really get that performance. And that's the type of stuff like... Now, that I'm so glad also that you told me that story about Eyes Wide Shut because...
0: it's it, 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 there's, a, uh, there's a writer for LA Weekly and she just wrote this book maybe a year ago about all things Tom Cruise. And um, my, I don't know who... Ha- somebody had it, but I just kind of look at that area and... I mean... The interview with Vampire, like she even said, like that movie wasn't that good, but what made it was Tom Cruise was unbelievable, Mm -hmm. and the director and Brad Pitt, they were kind of superficial about it. But Tom Cruise, like the superhuman that he is, he read every single book and Rice wrote, like he became that character and put everything in there. And even the last Mission Impossible, where he did a stunt where he's on the side of the plane, but I don't know any super. Megastar like Tom Who has a history of those blockbuster films But he put everything I mean he put everything in there Wow I mean And I, I just thought that Kubrick and Tom I mean that Collaboration yeah. of, is It's crazy huh? Yeah
1: And I mean Even just like on the topic of like Getting people that get really into the scene um, I had seen like a behind the scenes yeah. Of uh, The Sixth Sense And you know how uh, Donnie Wahlberg is in the beginning of the movie and he's like playing like a mental patient. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, naked. He just has underwear on. He's crying. He kills himself in the first like two, five minutes of the movie. And they interviewed him about it and like interviewed people on set. And I remember um, they were saying that he got so into the character Yeah, that the night before he was, he started to get so... Just neurotic and panicked From because that's what the character is The character was like really mentally disturbed That he ran away He was walking with his friends And he was so in the character freaked yeah. out That he ran and slept in a bush In the park Like the park that's actually in the movie in six years. Sure. He slept in the bush the night before Going on set because he just had gotten So deep into the character that he got so neurotic That he was so paranoid And freaked out the only place he felt comfortable He just ran and slept in a bush I'm like that's crazy, and like it's surprising that Donnie Wahlberg is not acting more. He's
0: he's good. I I think um you know Mark takes so much spotlight. I you know before moving back to L A. twelve years ago, I used to as a comic make fun of them. But the more I think about it, man, that that kind of commitment that they make, it's um it's pretty amazing. Yeah, Uh, uh,
1: and it's really taxing because I mean just my regular emotions that I have on a monthly basis are very taxing, you know? So like I can't imagine feeling and thinking all these things that are not real at all and getting so wrapped up into it. And I mean, that's like a good actor, you know, the ones that we love to watch do that.
0: Are are you familiar with uh, Werner Herzog's movies?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: He, um, he's one of my favorite and maybe it's a a acquired taste, but, um, he used to have a collaboration with a, a guy named Klaus Kinski. Mm-hmm. And I think you're probably familiar with his daughter because his daughter and granddaughter are models. But his daughter was uh, famous for that famous photography of a naked girl uh, on the ground with a snake wrapped around her. Oh, wow. That's uh, sh- that's Klaus Kinski's daughter. And she was in a movie called uh, Catwoman, like late 70s to early 80s. Mm-hmm. But if you have a chance watch a movie by uh, Werner Herzog on Kikinski because they made a documentary called My Best Fiend. I guess we a wordplay for My Best Friend, whatever. But they were making a movie, uh, uh, Fritz Corrado. It was originally Jason Robar and Mick Jagger, but things got really bad. They They filmed like six months and they got sick in jungle. Basically, I think it's a story about this crazy... European guy want to make opera house in the middle of Amazon and they get stuck in this one river so he makes the natives move the gigantic boat across this hill and they literally in, it, this is in the movie too they built this rows of uh, tim- uh, timber to <laughs> kind of drag this boat across the side of the mountain it, it's, it's, it's already a crazy story but they actually do it too but wow, Kinski is a, such a crazy difficult guy to deal with it gets to the point where the natives are telling um Werner Herzog like, We could kill him for you if you want. This is not in the this is not in the movie. This this is like they they offered to kill this guy because the natives don't like people screaming and yelling. But Oh wow. It's one of the greatest um collaboration. But it's 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 crazy because they were they were literally trying to kill each other, you know. And he's one of my favorite directors. In fact, um the movie The Wrath of Uh A Gear. It's, it's always listed like top 10 greatest film of all time. But I love hearing these stories about like sometimes actual filming was more dramatic than actual movie. Yes.
1: This is what I always tell people, too. I'm like every time I've ever worked on a set, the, oh, you, a, I'm, I'm a, sure, mov- yeah. a movie about making the movie would be more dramatic than <laughs> the movie itself. And speaking of that, I was just watching a movie the other day. I think it's on Hulu um, called Addicted to Fame. And it's a documentary about Anna Nicole Smith's last movie. Ooh. So it's like behind the scenes of the movie. It's it's terrible. It's called Illegal Aliens. And it's like, like space, horrible movie, like really horrible. But then halfway through, they lose their budgeting. And then basically Anna Nicole puts up the money and becomes a producer. So it goes even more to shit because now she can rewrite the yeah. script. So she starts making these awful rewrites. And then... She can't like it's actually it's really it's kind of sad to watch because you're like she's so she can't even get through a sentence, and even with the lines right in front of her, yeah, like cue cards right off of camera, she still can't get even one line out correctly. it was so bad
0: i i think i I'm, I'm, I remember meeting her six months before she passed away, oh really you met I, her I, I i it was through um someone's roast, I can't remember whose roast it was um Jonathan Branstein Jim Norton's manager Got me a pass I think And you know I'm a fan of Open Anthony So you know When they have The wow mm-hmm. Sticker So so I was going around take, Asking famous people To hold it And take pictures And send it to um, Steve who used to Work on the show And she was very sweet Very nice But I could tell When I was talking to her She really wasn't there I think she was on drugs Or something and, Yeah And um Courtney Love was there too
1: Oh man Yeah Um I can imagine who they were roasting, with the those type of people in the audience.
0: It must be somebody big. I can't remember. I've I've been through half a dozen of those things last seven, nine years. But um, yet, I don't know how I feel about fame, because it doesn't. I think you have to be pretty well adjusted person to deal with that, right? Or
1: you have to be totally psychotic. It seems. It seems like you have to be totally insane to be famous.
0: Cause everybody's bashing Justin Bieber, but in many ways, I feel bad for them. I mean, I'm old enough to be his father, you know. In <laughs> fact, I'm, I'm older than his mother and dad, right? <laughs> but I can you imagine? You're 19 and you have hundreds of millions of dollars, right? I don't, I don't know.
1: He must be such a douchebag. Well, uh, yes,
0: <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, I, I. Because
1: when I was like 19. And I had that first little money in my pocket from working. Sure. I was a douchebag, and I didn't have shit. <laughs>
0: but imagine, I don't. I'm 46. I don't think I could handle that money, even if I did now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I. I it's easy to attack The guy. I, there's part of me was feeling bad because it's just. I've that. How, how do you? What? What do you do? To It's not like you could go to school and prepare yourself with that. You know. You know, I'm sure only president could talk to other president about.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I mean, like yeah, uh, or even like you know, Sia, the the singer. Yeah, she has like a quote, um, which is you know she covers her face. She never shows her face anymore, and she always like has like the weird wig and always obscures her face in some way. And she said that if anyone who wasn't famous knew what it was like to be famous, yeah. they would never want to. So.
0: But I keep, I keep hearing that, but I would never know. Un- unless, we'll never
1: know until you're there and yeah. don't want it anymore. Yeah. But um I actually I had done a an, a podcast a couple weeks ago on my podcast with a uh, he was like a specialist on OCD and anxiety and addiction and basically we were talking about addiction and yeah. he brought up the and actually Dr. Drew has done a lot of studies on it and stuff. Yeah. I think he actually has a book that he co-wrote on it which is basically in order to be a celebrity to be famous they say that actually you have the same mental makeup of an addict and it's actually kind of the same thing as an addiction oh, and I'm that's, sure. that's why like those super 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 famous people like they're addicted to that because it keeps it constantly like feeds it like look at someone like kim kardashian the fact that she continues to get richer and more and she's still not satisfied with what she's doing yeah. she's just going continue as long as she can like that's like exactly like someone who probably has like the way someone else would want crack they want like validation sure, And they need that And need it, need it, need it all the time
0: um, Maybe this has something to do with that But may- maybe um, I, read, <laughs> I read something about Beyonce And she always tried to avoid saying anything in public Because I guess You don't want to get in trouble for saying something stu- stupid yeah. But I-, I don't know what kind of pressure they're under and- You know,
1: she's done a really good job with never getting into Trouble Trouble once I yeah. can't imagine one scandal Even when Her sister beat up Jay-Z in the elevator She still Came out smiling Came out of the elevator smiling She's never had Right any... And Jay-Z
0: handled that Really well too Yeah
1: they all Everyone handled it Like it was no drama Even that because there's getting no, his ass
0: There's no Upside to do anything About it you know um, But uh,
1: Imagine the self-control You have to have though That if some girl is going crazy smashing you in the face with her purse and stuff like the self-control that you have to have to but also you know they have a lot to lose mm-hmm. so that's probably always in the back of their minds they're, they're very disciplined something. i mean mm-hmm. Beyonce
0: and um I, I i you know tom cruise always have soft spot in my heart because i've always been big, a <laughs> big fan but i thought it was really unfair because 10 years ago this year Remember, he was an Oprah jumping on a sofa, mm-hmm. and everybody said crazy. But like, to me, Tom's always been like a people pleaser. It's room for women mostly because Oprah show, and it was his way of showing affection. So yeah, maybe he went over the board. But it's that kind of performance in the movies that people like. So you know, they're saying he was crazy and Scientologist yeah. now, and we don't even know why he's with Scientologist still. I don't think he is anymore recently because he he, want, he doesn't want to lose custody of his kids or whatever. But uh, I just know that. I thought it was a lot of cheap shot against them, you know. And, yeah, um, that's true. And and the you know. But did you
1: see the Scientology movie? Yeah, I did. That whole yeah. movie was cheap shots on him.
0: Because maybe he want to leave, but he can't because they have some dirt on him. We don't we don't yeah. know any of it. Yeah. But I I just thought, unfortunately, you know, it's like some comedians perform live show, they do something crazy, and the audience love it. Tom Cruise performed live on this room full of women, but you know, sometimes people take. Out of the context, something in a show.
2: Yeah. They make you
0: look crazy. So the way they were presenting Tom, I thought it was a little unfair, I I, I thought. And and overall, I thought he did a wonderful job last 35-plus years of not really getting into trouble.
1: That's true. He's never really had, like, scandals and stuff, even through his divorce. It was a yeah. very smooth divorce. And they had...
0: Uh, I'm sure there probably was legal reason, but yeah. you never hear them say anything bad about him. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I can't even I can't imagine... The pressure that they're under
1: However though I do know that he does have The backing of Scientology To protect him Yeah So anytime anything happens He has a huge organization To back him up on anything Right And also you know For a long time People were afraid to talk about Scientology Until recently Because they were suing everyone before now they've like cooled down with the suing for some reason. Maybe they're like don't have enough money to waste on suing or I don't know. Maybe they're taking a different approach in the way they're operating.
0: I think less talk will probably help them better, I think. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: also, they can't shut up people anymore, too. Like, but for a while they were able to keep people from talking about Scientology. But I think after that South Park episode, did you see it? The yeah. one What Scientologists really believe? I, 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 I thought up. it was a
0: joke I really thought it was a joke Until I re-read I read something And like wow That's pretty accurate And I
1: liked how like While they were showing All of this like nonsense Disclaimer yeah. Disclaimer This is actually What they believe <laughs> Like
0: Um so you you've been here how, how many? Years? I'm like
1: three and a half years. I've been in L. A.
0: Uh, and and how's it going overall? Are you happy living in? LA? Um,
1: it's good. I do I do like it. Obviously, you know, time passes really fast here. It's not like on the East Coast because you have winter, so like you're miserable for so many months stuck in your house sure. that it actually you feel the time passing a lot slower when you have different seasons. But um, I do like it, and I definitely think it's been really good for me because I was, like, um, I was, like, a very... I was very temperamental and angry, I feel like, when I lived on the East Coast, and I was very... So I I feel that living here has helped me...
0: Why why, why the change, though, living in L.A.? Is it more calmer here?
1: It is calmer, and there's not as much, like, people up your ass all day pushing you and in your face and like get the hell out of my way I'm going somewhere like so I don't know if it's just like you don't interact with as many pissed off people so it doesn't rub off the same Yeah. or I don't know but also also in New York people confront things directly here someone will probably ignore it say nothing and then just talk shit about it later you know so I think that there's a lot less confrontation here Yeah. so I don't know I think it's it really helped me to be able to become more calm and More understanding and more like Forgiving and stuff just because like I Maybe it's also age too because I'm getting older here it could be that Yeah but um, There's some things I don't like about it like I feel That I have gotten really dumb living Here
2: Wait
0: (laughs) Because you don't have a very stimulating Interaction with people or
1: Maybe maybe I don't know I just feel Like Like I'm stupid now I'm like, how did this happen? I was like, I remember being really smart, and now I'm here.
0: <laughs> do you do you think you you just have a higher standard?
1: No, I think my I, you know what I think I think that actually realistically I think my, my expectations have been lowered by living here somehow. Um, somehow I've gotten like less motivated, and whereas there there's always that like kick in the ass to do something, where yeah. here you can kind of get by. So I feel that, you know, I probably haven't pushed myself as much as I should have since I've been living here, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's probably what it is, is that exactly, and there's not as much stimulating things happening, you know?
0: Do you you have uh, tons of a close friend or collaborator? Um,
1: Hmm. Not really, no. Um, I have like, I have like, my friends are probably my coworkers because I'm with them all the time, but um No, I have like some friends out here, but not too many. I think like I've gone in waves, you know, when I first moved out here for like the first like year or two, I feel like I had a lot of friends and a lot of social interaction. Constantly, I was always doing stuff when I first came here. And then I don't know. um, I think, too, I think it's kind of like there's a like. Maybe just living here in Hollywood, it's a lot of friends, but they don't last, like, long-term. You might hang out with someone for, it's, like, six to really, eight months and then never talk to them again.
0: It's really interesting you say that. I've been thinking about that a lot. Because um, you're really good with people because I remember late last year, we went to Russell Peters' place. Was it Christmas party something? But there's mm-hmm. people there, and you were really good with dealing with both adults and some of the kids are running around.
1: <laughs> Aw, she was so cute. <laughs>
0: I, I think you have the necessary scale. I think that's really important if you're tr- trying to do projects and things like that. Yeah,
1: it's definitely I think if I worked less, I would definitely be having more social interactions that yeah. were by my choice as opposed to like people coming into my job.
0: Are you, are you good with the technical stuff uh, like directing and, and editing and things like that? Um,
1: I do edit. I really I love editing video and film and stuff like that. Like I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah I, I'm pretty good with that With cameras like I know how to use them But I just prefer not to You know like It's a lot of work to It's a lot of pressure I think When you're filming something Yeah It's a little too much pressure For Cause I'm I am a technical person But I'm kind of like a base Technical person I can kind of do The basics of everything But I'm not Like skilled With a camera
0: Cause my uh, Friend Ernie Retardo he, he does my Um you know He he does all the audio stuff For the podcast But he works like Half a dozen podcasts Like Joe Coy That's a big one Mary Hemingway And uh, other ones But his roommate Chris He just got I think he just got This huge gig With collar Or I know he's working With the people who Produce Make Star Wars You know he He's like an Audio engineer But um, Maybe next time You're free I'll, I'll drive you When I have a rental car mm-hmm. I, I lost my car Um Um you could meet people like that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because
0: I, I have no technical skills. I mean, what little I know, it was such a minor thing. But I I I, I hope um you have some free time to do that because you yeah. you really are in a good spot. You do know a lot of people. Um, but next thing you know, it you're forty six. <laughs>
1: that that's what's happened. I just I'm like I was sixteen and now I'm twenty seven. I'm like, what the hell happened? So I mean I feel like exactly I'm gonna blink again I'm gonna be 37 blink again I'm gonna be 47.
0: Um, well, well, I have a couple more questions, but um, what whips where they could follow you? And, like maybe some of the my listener have like job for you or project work. And how, how, <laughs> yes. how, how would they contact you?
1: Okay, so um, definitely Twitter yeah, and
0: where to listen to your podcast? yeah, of course.
1: So Twitter Jennifer Carmody C A R M O D Y uh the podcast is carmody central podcast again c-a-r-m-o-d-y central podcast and either dot com. it's all the same website and or people can email me too they can email me if they want uh jennifer m carmody at gmail
0: okay um So uh, I get some
1: interesting emails sometimes, though. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure, and
0: I know we. If you do the breakdown, I'm always surprised. Like, who the hell in Tanzania is listening to this? I don't
1: exactly. That's what I I have. Like a lot of followers in the UK, yeah, and I don't really like know how or why. I'm, I'm totally down with it. I'm like, this is great. Sure. But I'm like, how am I getting so many downloads in the UK? I'm like, this is...
0: A bit, you know, it's, uh, this is like a wild guess, but like someone who likes Amy Schumer. But
1: oh, like, yeah. They're probably some- like
0: Amy Schumer podcast. You're popped up. And any of you so good. They said, well, let me listen to other stuff. And they, they look at your stuff, you know. and I'm sure <laughs> stuff yeah, like that Yeah, yeah. It's
1: probably been stuff like that. Exactly. Like from a guest. So that's the only thing I can think of. I'm like, I don't understand like how...
0: Well, I mean, Jim has mentioned you in a couple like radio and podcast show, big ones and... um. I think when he was on the Rogan,
1: like, yeah, yeah, it was really funny when he talked about us on Rogan. That was funny. <laughs> um,
0: so you know, you're you're saying like you're you're so young, but you getting uh, you. <laughs> so explain to me, what well, how how did you feel about uh, tender and stuff like that? Right, like
2: uh-huh.
0: I I looked at my, my friend had one of them. Like, um, I understand why people use it. It's not something. It's like it's not something that I would use, but. So we were talking a little bit of it, but it, it seems like it seemed like it's something that favor men. Doesn't yeah,
1: it? yeah, for sure. So like that's like. Well, I don't can you
0: explain if, if if the listener don't know what Tinder is? I'm
1: so yeah, Tinder is um, an app for your phone that's right, for dating. Right. So it's basically the same thing as Hot or Not. I don't know. If you guys remember Hot or Not? Yeah. Where you know post it would. Post a, it would A picture of someone would come up, and you would rank them one to ten of how hot you were, how hot they were. So this is like basically the same concept, but instead of like a number, it's yes or no.
0: So if you like somebody, you go right. uh, Yeah,
1: if you like someone, you swipe right, and if you don't, you swipe left.
0: So if you do right, and and you see this girl is good looking, and if she has a when she has a chance to look at your picture and like it, and she does right. You could, go, you could communicate Then it opens
1: other. up Like a little It looks like a little Text message And I see. then it's like a pair And then basically You guys can talk To each other Right So I don't really use it I used it when it first came out Just because everyone Was talking about it I was sure. like I need to at least See what it is So um, I only used it For a couple days But And it, it just gets Really addictive To swipe left yeah. to reject people it just gets so addictive and you're just going 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 just no 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 and then like eventually like there is one person in there that's like supposed to be a yes and you accidentally swipe no and you're like no then they never come back they're never coming back Oh
0: really is it that you That's can, it.
1: Once you say you can, no. You can not do undo? There's no undoing it. Once oh, you swipe I didn't know it, that. that's it. Your your soulmate is gone now. That's it. You swiped no. But um Yeah. I one thing I noticed maybe just because of like L.A. and guys are like super douchey here. But the pictures are ridiculous. I see guys all the time. I don't know why every single guy's picture is either he's like on a surfboard doing some crazy trick, like snowboarding, doing a flip in the air. Like, what are these pictures? And then the other funny, the other one that I see, I saw like in my only three days on Tinder. I saw like twenty different guys that have a baby tiger. Like, it's not their baby tiger either. But who is? What is this service that is going around bringing a baby tiger to guys for their Tinder profile?
0: So, so you must. Uh, I'm assuming you did. Some of the guys, right? Mm-hmm. The good-looking, whatever. And if you did that, how many guys contact you?
1: As many as, um, as many as. You say yes to, and they say yes to you. Yeah. So I mean, I said yes to uh, a few. And were they
0: aggressive or were they nice?
1: Um, a lot of them don't even answer. A lot. Oh, of, I they mean, don't. No, if you don't, I don't know. It just depends. I think a lot of people, probably the guys that I said yes to, were probably like the attractive guys that everyone says yes to. Right. And so I don't know. I mean, I didn't really meshe- message anyone first. Sure. And a bunch of people didn't message me either, and then I think after a certain amount of time it you' lose your opportunity to talk to the person oh, after like expires. a couple of days yeah, I like see. the chat will expire <laughs> if you guys don't talk to each other so um I didn't really talk to many people during are, are the it. pictures
0: depend on the geography too like of course you're not, they're not going to try to match you with somebody in new York city right so,
1: exactly it? so it's like, yeah, you'll do like a five mile radius or something like that
0: uh so, no, okay.
2: so actually,
1: for where I live here i actually got like a lot of like the only people that i actually do remember i swiped a couple people yes was because i recognized them from like shitty reality shows
2: so i was like
1: i'll just say yes yeah and then probably just ask them to be on the podcast right you know so um yeah i saw like some guy from america's next top model on there and like a couple other people and like i matched with them but then i never end up uh, writing to them, and then I never really logged in again, so I 'm assuming they expired the the chance to whatever ask them to come on my podcast it
0: It, it seems like a vanish for men because traditionally you go to a bar, talk to a girl, you buy drinks whether if something happens or not, but some of the guys were telling me like it's a, it's the a best way to meet with a girl without spending any money like they they could try to contact like fifteen twenty girls in an hour. And and one of the girls saying like she knew uh, the guy was trouble when after they had sex he was ordered back on Tinder right front of her.
1: Oh uh, yeah. my god! <laughs> oh god, that is so bad. He started tendering immediately after. See, that's where I think like I have some guy friends that have trouble interacting with women.
0: But do you think that's the best way for them? to I do think that? it's
1: perfect, and I'm trying to force them to get on because I'm like. That's good for guys. Now, whereas like my sister, who's just like gone through a divorce and she wants to start getting back into dating, I am like, you better stay the hell away from Tinder. Because my sister's the type of person, or a lot of women, they're looking for something serious. So, and my sister, my sister's lo- my sister's looking for another husband. She ain't looking for a fuck, you know? So like, I'm telling her, stay away from online dating. I'm not saying
0: ten- it's impossible tender, but it seems like odds are against you.
1: Yeah. And also, I mean, that's like I keep telling my sister, if you want to meet a good guy, yeah. Sign up for a charity, start doing a charity meet a guy that does charity who's not going somewhere for pussy. If they're going into Tinder. Maybe you
0: should make an app for charity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that's the only that's the only place I can think of where like you'll meet a really good guy. Yeah. You know, cuz he's there because he wants to help people and is genuinely nice. He's not going to get laid, you know? But a guy going on Tinder is going to get laid. And Please. men will say anything to you that they need to to fuck you they will tell you any type of lie that they need to so it's like it's great for men it gives them that platform to tell Mm -hmm. the lie to impress the girl to get the girl all of that but for a girl i feel like no that's like you might as well just throw yourself into like you know a lion's den that's what it's people are going guys are going to have sex you know
0: on, on one hand If you're super young empower woman You're making this decision And you're not serious oh, Okay I could see that a- Yeah if you're
1: looking to have fun For girls that are looking to have fun Of any age Yeah Or just a little validation A little Get someone to To hang out sure. with Or talk to I think it's great for that
0: But but for most women I, I do think It's a probably a bad news Because now I'm like really old it, it just seems like I, I would imagine most women Eventually prefer some courtship Yeah And I don't think Tinder developed that skills. I don't think
1: And I mean there is a bunch of stories of people getting married Through Tinder and all yeah. this stuff But like Really it's so superficial If it's just as simple as Swiping your finger yeah. That's going to be on your phone Swiping every direction anyway you're All you have to do is just move your finger. That's the amount of work that you need to do to open up the opportunity to yeah. get a date with someone. Then, then yeah, it's not really going to work. Because also, you know, women want to be, you know, earned. There's not really the work there. So it's like if you're just looking to hook up, it's great. Uh, which is probably why, like, a lot of people either do or don't use it is because they're either looking for that or not looking for sure. that. But, yeah, I mean... Exactly. I think for a woman, especially uh, someone who's, like, over the age of, like, 25, you know, it's probably better for them to, like, meet a guy in real life and have him, like, work his way in as opposed to just, like.
0: Is, is it that big of a difference between uh, New York City and, say, L.A.? Or is it the same, same battle? I don't want to say battle. Same. Um, well,
1: I think um, both being big cities, I think they're probably two of the hardest places to date. Because there's so many options. Even though there's
0: more people, there's more
1: that's the that's why it's harder. Because Because there's more options. No one wants to settle down. But like if you're in somewhere in Alabama, that girl who's the prettiest girl in town, yeah, like if you get her, you're not gonna let her go. Because you know like that's that's the prize of town, you know? But like
0: I used I used to say on stage um uh, getting a new girlfriend is like getting a new computer a week later you see a better deal. Uh-huh. And I think I think the tender thing was, I think a lot of people are saying that you're always looking for something better. And, yeah, and, and that's,
1: I mean, I think people that live in New York and LA do have those personalities too that are always looking for yeah. something better. Kind of what brought them to those cities is looking that's true. for something better. That's true. So I don't, I feel it's like almost impossible to date in both of these places and i feel like i don't know i feel like just me personally i feel like dating here you or there you kind of have to accept the fact that it's it's not even though it might appear to be exclusive yeah there's so many other women out there they're probably cheating yeah. you know like the what else i mean if if i lived in like kansas and it was like just me and my dude then i'd probably feel maybe like probably he's probably not having sex with anyone because it's a small town and it would get around but i feel like yeah i'm bigger i feel like there's just too many options and too many attractive people and too many active people that need validation yeah you know
0: um did you did you remember meet billy corbin the director uh he did the. i haven't um cocaine cowboys and he yeah does like, i've
1: watched it but I, I never um i never met him no
0: i think jim knows him through open anthony but um there was an article in grandland this week about miami have one of the highest rate of um scam and one of the reasons why they were saying that because most of the people are transplanted there like when you're from old like kansas or something you usually know your neighbor for a long long time yeah the chance of somebody deceiving you is remote because you know someone who is related to that person or you went to school with that person's brother or whatnot, you exactly. know?
1: Exactly. And
0: they they don't have... I don't I don't get that feeling from... As I love L.A. I don't get that a lot from L.A. and New York City and places like Miami, yeah, so... Yeah,
1: exactly. A lot of transplants. Those places that have a lot of transplants, I feel... You can't
0: put shame on people because they don't really know. Like, why do I give a fuck offending you because I don't, you exactly. know? Exactly. Yeah. So it is, it, it is very difficult and... um I also think... Um,
1: Miami must be a real hard town to date in because you see like the people there. They're so like plastic surgery to have like the biggest asses and it's like such a such a sex city. It's like the girls are all in thongs and like, yeah. like Miami is such sexually driven more than New York or LA that I can imagine there. It must be like impossible to actually find a legitimate faithful relationship.
0: That... Seemed very reasonable to me I I, <laughs> I I remember going to South Beach And like I'm not gay But like I couldn't believe How physically perfect A lot of those people Just walk around You know and
1: Exactly How do you settle down When everyone is perfect And looks perfect And everyone's apparently Horny and drunk You know like It's it's kind of Like And that's why I think like Anytime like you're living I feel if someone Is moving to LA They should be moving here For like their career Yes, but if they're moving here and think they're gonna find love, good luck. You know,
0: I, I remember my friend Sam and, and Mike uh, from high school. They're both valedictorian Victorian, and they're super smart. But they told me um, when when Mike went to um, UC Berkeley, he's valedictorian Victorian. You know, he, he, he's smart. But when he went to physics program, he was basically telling me he's like a middle of the road. So let's say you're from Midwest, you're the prettiest girl. You know, Miss Kansas, whatever. But girls like to show up LA every day, and all of a sudden they realize they, they're pretty. But, but then all of a
1: sudden they think they're not even pretty anymore because they're pretty.
0: But now you have the beautiful women from all over the world. You know, like I remember Jim used to take me to the night show, and I couldn't believe sometimes the faces that I saw there. You know, yeah,
1: like,
0: and that's. I think that's really hard in places like LA, Miami. I
1: was trying to like write some clever tweet, but I couldn't get the words in the, the character frame. But basically it was something along the lines of like, you know, basically like, you know, your homecoming queen, the most beautiful girl from your town, like sure, comes here and it's like natural beauty is so cheap here that people start to just obsess over fake beauty. You know, like all the natural beauties here, mm-hmm. they come here, they're gorgeous. After living here for a couple of years, all of a sudden they feel like shit and they start emulating all this fake beauty, getting the lips, the cheek injections, you know, bleaching their hair. They just start getting, like, this look. The fake tan, spray tan. Yeah. And it just becomes, like, an obsession with fake beauty after that. And I just find it, like... It's just so crazy to me. You see, like, these It's never-ending,
0: right? Like, like, it it, it could (laughs) never...
1: The new pretty girls come in, and then those last pretty girls that were in just start ruining themselves with plastic surgery. Just start fucking up their face. Well, Megan
0: Fox is really pretty, but I didn't realize... I didn't realize until like a couple of years back she had a lot of plastic surgeries. Oh, she did. Because there's a picture of what she looked like 10 years ago. And it's obvious she was pretty, but not at that level right she now. She
1: wasn't like, well, she had a really good plastic surgeon then because it's mostly. It
0: usually doesn't work. It doesn't mostly work Mostly it out. doesn't work out. Because you ended up looking like, I don't, uh, and I know it's not nice to say, but transgender person, mm-hmm. you know? But. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, some people do it really good. Like I mean like Kylie Jenner, her plastic surgery has been yeah, a godsend. As my, now I kind of like I'm against it for that reason. Before I was against it because it didn't look good. Now I'm like, fuck, she looks too good. This yeah. is not fair. Shouldn't be allowed.
0: Um This is kind of related. So I'm also want to know what what did you think about whole Ashley Madison? This, this yeah, basco? exactly.
1: So um I'm shocked and not shocked that there was that many members.
0: Like, like 32 I, million or something. Like that's
1: insane. Obviously, okay, most people cheat and are liars. But I'm like, damn, that many people need to use a website to do it? I'm shocked. And I, I love that they – I actually wanted to like go in and just look through the names just for like the, sh- the the hell of it, you know. But then I'm like, yeah, I don't really know how to access the dark web.
0: You know Like I, What What the hell is that Like
1: I just learned what the dark web is Like last week So yeah. now I feel like cool Because now I heard dark web I'm like Ooh I know what it is this time But um, So basically There's like Another internet Within our internet Which is hidden Which is the dark web Which you can like My friends were telling me That you can go on there You buy you can buy drugs, guns, weapons. You buy anything. Human trafficking, buy people. You can buy a hitman. You can buy like anything on the dark web. And the, everything they use is bitcoins. You pay for everything on the dark web with bitcoins, they were telling me. And like people were telling me, like you can literally hire a hitman. So is the dark it a web.
0: website where you're doing some s- somewhat questionable thing and you don't want to get in trouble by authority? Yeah, and it's, it's a easier whole, to do those things?
1: It's apparently a whole type of internet platform hidden within our internet which kind of like i think it's like you know it's a community kind of probably like if reddit like took over and made its own internet i see you know or 4chan became its own internet and basically yeah it's like and my friends were showing me like screenshots of it that there's like you buy all types of weird drugs and
0: so if you go to dark web there is a way to figure out who's on the list. Like well, yeah, that's what
1: they say. They posted it on the dark web, and I would have not known what that was if someone didn't just tell me last week that it's actually like hidden websites.
0: Huh? Because I-, I don't
1: know exactly how to get to them or what they're called.
0: Because I I remember uh, reading some uh, ladies got angry angry because they found out their husband's email was uh, on that. (laughs) Whereas registered. Oh my God. How about
1: did you see that woman that works for, she works for like the, the, government in England and she's like this must be some malicious joke who would sign me up for this site I would never ever do it. this is a malicious joke <laughs> and we're like oh my god and all these people are claiming that they had fake accounts made and that because they don't require email verification for right. privacy reasons that you could do anyone's oh my god and how about um the 19 and counting people one of the guys one of the kid- I don't know what that is Oh, 19 and Counting. There's like a show about these people who have like 19 kids or more. And oh, that
0: guy, Duggar? Yeah. Yes.
1: So, the one. He got that, in
0: trouble, gang. He yeah. got in
1: trouble. He was on the Ashley Madison thing. So now, after the... molesting
0: his sister. Yeah, after
1: molesting his sister, and now supposedly he's like, you know, a family man and has changed, He he came up on Ashley Madison. That is great. Like, I was like so entertained by that. And I love, like,. I kind of have a feeling that, like, this uh, group, this, like, group that's similar to Anonymous, what it's called, Impact Something. Because, uh, you know, Anonymous is the hacktivist group that has right. released a bunch of stuff. And this is a different one. And uh, I forget what it's called, but I'm like, I bet you this one is women. But what
0: what's the motivation? Did they, they have such a high moral standard that they're mad at them for cheating on their spouse? See, that's
1: what makes me think that it's, like, a group of, disgruntled women that are like fuck this they found someone found out that their husband was on ashley madison or something and then she like got in contact with like her hacker friend i don't know what happened but i feel like it's it's obviously seems like a very personal but all these all these hacktivist groups they all are very like moral their moral standard is so high Apparently, and they like are exposing I, I, uh, all of these things. I have
0: uh, seem a little questionable to me, though.
1: It is. It seems very questionable because you don't
0: like government stealing our private, violating our privacy. I could completely understand that, but if my next door neighbor's husband's cheating on her, it's not good. But uh, it doesn't seem like it's my business neither, you know. Yeah,
1: but I do like. I I can't say that I don't. <laughs> like I love it. it. <laughs> I love it getting. I love the exposure because you know what? I don't know. Maybe it's also like uh, being a woman. Yeah, you know, you're like good, good, good. People are getting caught finally.
0: I I don't think either one of us going to say women don't cheat, but let's mm-hmm. be honest.
1: No, women do too.
0: But it's a higher percentage of guys.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> cheat you know She's way
0: more than women, let's be honest.
1: And also, guys they have like this like idea that they're doing it because biologically they need to. Yeah. So fucking full of shit.
0: Some um... I am
1: so tired of that. <laughs> we need variety because it's biology. It's evolution. We're, we're we're our seed. It's like, "Oh god, fuck off. You need validation just like every other person that's cheating." You know,
0: um, it's, it's funny you say that because my, I don't know if you know Rosie Tran, but she interviewed, um, what's his name? Christopher Ryan. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he wrote an evolutionary book where it pissed a lot of anthropologists because he basically said like when they cheat, it's natural because that's what they meant to do. And women <laughs> don't want to hear that, you know. But,
1: but also, how upset are men when women cheat? It's not natural by their reaction to when it happens to them. If it was nature, they would be more accepting. But when guys get cheated on, they it's lose a, it's their big, shit.
0: It's a big ego thing. But but isn't it also true? Because I've heard many female friends of mine, they could almost tolerate them, husband, having sex, and that's it. But they, always, I, I've heard this many times. They're more afraid of, They have emotional intimacy with that person. Or being
1: romantic or doing something nice for them. Yeah. Like that really pisses a woman off. You know, when you do something really sweet for another woman or like, you know, like. So, but I actually saw, um, I don't know where, I think it was on like. National Geographic or something. But they did, um, they connected men and women both to like machines that right. monitored their brain activity and their heart rate and all that stuff. And then they asked them questions and asked them different scenarios. Sure. And then saw what, so basically they asked them the same questions and they asked a, some, one line of questions was along the lines of like, just having sex. How would you feel if your partner, you found out that they just had sex? There was no emotional thing. It was basically like a prostitute type of thing. Yeah. They just had sex and left. And then um men, they asked the same type of question. And they also asked both sides yeah. if um what would you do if they were going out, having dinners and dates with someone, but they haven't had a physical relationship. Right. That they haven't had sex, but that they've been romantically and intimately involved in a non-sexual, physical way. And exactly, they showed that the men were so bothered by the sex. By the idea, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. The, the sex, but then when they... If you tell a guy, like, she only have uh, emotional love with this I don't think they would care really I don't think <laughs>
1: well that's what this this test yeah. is showing these guys really didn't care they're like they asked well what if she was going out on a date with this guy and they went to dinner and went yeah. to a movie and all these different things and the guy is just like, like flatlining he has like no concern or emotion towards it like he doesn't even care that she's out at dinner with another guy but then women they were able to like if they're like oh well if it was a sexual experience with no emotional connection, they were able to dismiss that. Interesting. But they, when it comes to like buying her something or going on a date or taking her somewhere, oh my god! Like I'm myself too. I'll be like more upset about that. Like, or even just like, like
0: maybe even, uh, let's say you you have a boyfriend A that you've been dating for a while and you guys have a special music with each other right uh-huh and he decided to share that music with oh, somebody oh my I-
1: gosh yes you know what one time um i remember when <laughs> i caught my ex and the thing that had upset me the most about the whole thing was that he would say we would say stuff to each other right. intimately and then i saw him sext it to someone else oh no so okay never actually Met or fucked the person, but the fact that that's
0: your guys' thing.
1: But that was our, our little yeah. perverted thing to say. How dare you? So like, I was actually yeah, I was I was so hurt by like if someone like even if like a guy calls if you're dating someone and they call another woman baby or something yeah that hurts more than like if he fucked her you know.
0: How, uh, what, what 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 would you say the percentage of guys are aware of that. Because they're, I think most guys respond like, what's the problem? I don't, why, why? You know what's
1: really weird too is that, like, that's the thing that the other one mostly does. You know? Like, when guys cheat, they're usually not going out on the town and whining and dining her. They go and, like, fuck some girl in a motel real quick. Yeah. You know? And women, when they're being unfaithful, a lot of times are having, like, a. Emotional affair Where they're not actually Having sex with the person But they're romantically Hanging out And doing sweet things together And stuff like that So that's usually The way they cheat too But it's like That's the thing That also bothers them the most If the other one did You
0: know um, Did you watch that show Affair on Showtime? I didn't Um, I didn't get a full uh, Appreciation Because I'm not I don't have a girlfriend I'm not married to anyone But my friends were saying it's a really hard watch with their spouse Because it's a show about Ugh. The husband cheating on her And lying to her And the whole time he's watching she, They're both watching But they're both thinking like <laughs> The guy's probably thinking like I will never get caught if I cheat And she's wondering like I wonder if he ever thought about cheating You know So like it's a really uncomfortable watch Or but just when-
1: like if they're saying something Or doing something Yeah And that triggers something That your spouse did Yeah Like oh my god that's so crazy. when
0: they were The experience I like Wow that's a lot more Entertaining than way I, I just thought it was a show That's it you know
1: Wow um, But is it a written show Or a documentary
0: Oh it's a show It's, it's like a, a written yeah. show Yeah Oh but you know what What It's a really interesting Because there, It was about 10 episodes And what, what was so made it interesting um, He's a He's a high school teacher And Every summer They go to um, Really fancy place And like Um Long Island, what are those, those fancy places um
1: in like the Hamptons?
0: yes, and his a uh, father in law is this famous author, and had to have a shitload of money, so every summer they go to there and he meets this waitress, what makes the show really interesting, they repeat the same story twice on the show, so first half an hour, you know it's from his point of view um. For the half an hour Then they go back Repeating the same story But except It's a point of view From the girl He's having an affair with
2: Oh wow So, so when you
0: watch it Like The way he remembered Versus the way she remembers it's, Is always a little different So it's really interesting When they were having an affair You watch like Oh that's how she was Seeing, seeing that situation and, and if you're a woman Watching from his perspective Like oh He really thought She was flirting with him It was It it was really interesting. Wow!
1: Why? Yeah, I actually, I definitely want to watch it now. That sounds really interesting. It's really
0: interesting, and I didn't. And I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. But the girl who had a cheat, uh, uh, the, the the mistress, she won the Emmy for it. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Wow! And and um, they both are.
1: Damn, I'm out of the loop. <laughs>
0: the guy, uh, it's just, um, he was the star of The Wire, the white detective. What the drug problem? I don't know if you ever saw, oh, I forgot, I can't remember the guy's name, but they're both non Americans, but they play Americans so well. Wow. But but I I find that really that device where they repeat in the same story in the same episode, but. That
1: is, yeah, that's great. Because, exactly, you know, obviously no one ever knows what the other side, and especially not just another person, but a person of the other sex, how they're. Viewing a situation You know Like how like You might be interacting With someone And exactly You don't know Like what type of story Is going on in their head Whether they think You're flirting with them Or right. not Or you know What their intentions are
0: I mean I, um, I, I don't want to know detail You don't have to name names But um, I, I got the feeling that Was there some In past Someone has Cheated on you
1: Oh gosh Yes
0: So is it usually you have a gut feeling about something? It's not evidence, right? Like well, you know my what? general feeling is, if you have a my general feeling is if you have a gut feeling for no reason, but you have that feeling, chances are you're probably all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what, Steve Harvey. This sounds Harvey, like such an
0: anti guy thing to say, but that's, no,
1: but it's true. And Steve Harvey had this. They were interviewing him on something, and I just saw like this one clip of it, and um, he said. That his advice to women mm-hmm. Would be uh, To trust your instincts Because you're right More of the time And the worst thing That a woman can do yeah. Is not trust her instinct Because they're pretty much Always right
0: And you know what At the extreme When men think Women are cheating It's coming f- It's it's coming from Really weird place. I mean I'm, I don't want to get fancy But that's Othello By Shakespeare mm-hmm. You know He's this brown skin Um moorish person i don't know what that means like it's a light-skinned black person from uh, northern africa i guess he's married to this white woman and iago the main character in this shakespeare's play he's whispering all this terrible thing to his ear and even though she wasn't cheating
1: yeah he
0: you know he get enraged like almost like oj simpson kind of shit you yeah. know so i think so but you know
1: what i feel a lot of times people and sometimes more men because i i do think that women have uh more of a, a natural instinct To things like that That yeah Women get that gut feeling I think a little bit so more. So you have like Emotional
0: they're. Geiger major, Right yeah, You can feel it Yeah
1: Because you know what though And I don't know if it's just like A gut feeling Like God is telling you Or if their vibe changes Yeah When they do it You know Because I think that A lot of time Men don't realize How much women Are paying attention to And that's probably something that Why I'm interested in seeing That show Affair Because Um, It's interesting to see what men would be paying attention to But I know when I'm in a situation And especially with someone that I'm dating I'm taking in all the little details Every little detail is getting jotted down And will be, if it needs to Referred to later You know, because you never know Something's going to happen You're going to find out something happened Three, four months down the line You have to recall all those little details along the way
0: (laughs) It's, it's, It's almost like a usual suspect at the end of it the clue clues are already there the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just don't notice until it's too late.
1: Exactly. Or, but you get those little indicators sometimes, yeah. like certain vibe changes or things. Like I think that it's maybe not so much instinct as much as it's like we're constantly reading all of those little things. Yeah. But a lot of times, women think men are cheating when they're not, just because the guy is not giving them enough attention, and they think it's giving him that they're giving the attention to another woman immediately right. by default. You know, women, I think, mostly think like, oh, well, if he's not giving me attention, he must be having an affair. But then there is also those gut feelings, where, which at times that I've caught people, it's been like that. It's just been... The time that I probably caught someone... God, this is so
2: uncomfortable. (laughs) The time
1: that I caught someone the worst, though... which actually jim talked about on joe rogan so that one was totally not a gut instinct at all that was his fucking stupidity for printing out a sexed conversation where he's offering he's paying her in the conversation for pictures of her fucking crooked ass boob job and so like
0: well, he talked about this on Joe Rogan? He talked
1: about it on Joe Rogan. Okay. He talked about it saying that that was actually the reason he stopped doing one of the characters. Because I was so mad at him for that. That that was how he made it up to me was by killing Eugene Mellencamp out of his characters.
0: <laughs> because remember, he actually... He's, remember that. Character.
1: He stopped doing Eugene because yeah. he got caught. And I was so angry at him yeah. that that was one of the ways that he did try to make it up to me. Which was very sweet, but... Yeah, he was so stupid that he would save his cheating texts And then jerk off to them later So stupid ass prints it and leaves it in the printer So I printed something for school I, I, I don't want I, I, I to get too deep but like yeah.
0: do, Because some people, you know, psychology 101 Sometimes people do that Because they want like to get caught but yeah. do, do, do you think that's some validity? No
1: or... I think it's true And unfortunately I didn't learn that Until much later on You know my friend told me that her therapist told her that Yeah And I was like wow that's like Like the truest thing I've ever heard That they say that men Typically Men don't like to break up They prefer to have the woman do it Because it's just easier that way um, Some men will Yeah But and under certain circumstances will. But if the relationship is just uh, overall unhappy, yeah. but nothing really indicating a breakup, but just overall bored or unhappy or wanting to move on. Yeah. They say that when guys start doing all those things and getting caught, obviously they're apologetic after and then say they didn't mean to or didn't want to, didn't want to hurt you, all this yeah. stuff. But I really think that at the bottom of it, they do want to get caught and they do want out of the relationship. But they're just not. Openly saying it
0: do, do you think Because another thing That I keep hearing Is They really love their wife But they just want to have Something aside. side
1: Yeah But you know what I understand that I understand People want to like Do something exciting Yeah But They could still love their wife And not want to be with her anymore I think that's sure. probably What
0: it is Well
1: um, Or you know People just want everything Because we're fucking greedy You I,
0: know <laughs> I feel bad One the lady Because she wrote because they released everything. And one of her friends got her husband's info. And basically, some of the emails were basically saying he thought marrying to her was so boring.
1: Oh. Need
0: excitement. And I think that bothered her more than actually him physically fucking someone. It's so true.
1: It's so she true. was
0: devastated. Like, I'm, I'm a dull person, you know. Mm-hmm. That, 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 their marriage was like...
1: And you know what, too? Like, that... This is like the big issue with women is that women, a lot of times their self-esteem is based off of House. their man. Yeah. So whether their man is like super interested in them or if he's super distracted, that's how their self-esteem works too. So when they start cheating, they see that interest leave and then they see the interest so they actually just feel worse and worse and worse about themselves. Do you, do you
0: think that's the case with even with women with a high self-esteem? Or do you, I think
1: so, yeah. So that
0: this is a really hard or, on you guys.
1: It, it is. And I think that even with high self-esteem, uh, if you have high self-esteem and someone cheats on you, you yeah. dump them right away. So if you end up staying, you're probably hiding some low self-esteem in there, you know, <sighs> because um, people that I know... I've used this example a couple of times, just like talking with friends, because like... Um, me particularly and also i could talk say this about like my family my sisters my mom probably um when we've been cheated on we'll fight but then all of us have stayed with the person after not forever but continue to date them after
0: the, the list of the role was reverse. what's the chance the guy actually staying with the girl
1: i have a couple friends who've their girlfriends have cheated on them and they caught them and they're Got married So I don't know Oh wow I think it happens both ways And I really think it has to do with People's parenting and self-esteem Because like Just like me for example Like my dad is a fucking asshole And he's just Was always Are, a, are,
0: they, are your parents still married?
1: No no, no. They got di- they got divorced when I was like two months old Like right when I was born They got divorced Oh wow So um, so I always had like a stepmom And a stepfamily Sure My, my, my stepbrother He's a year younger than me So it was like very close and um, so basically, I have another friend and her parents were like, she's like the perfical, perfect family, typical, like they're nice, average, white American from middle of America, perfect people. Sure. And when her boyfriend was cheating on her, she just packed up her shit and left. And that was it. Like that, she just, she didn't accept it. And I was like, Wow. You have really nice parents that have never been disrespectful to each other. You've never seen disrespect. Her parents knock on her door. Like in my house when I was growing up, that was like my mom's house. She didn't have to fucking knock on the door. She'd open it and come in whenever she wanted and tell me what I needed to do. So like just certain things when I see like people that I see that were raised in a certain way that weren't around like disrespect and all these other things.
0: Emotionally healthy environment. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: They, they leave. And that's really what made me realize that like people can appear to have high self-esteem yeah. like someone like me. I can appear to have high self-esteem, but the actions of someone who doesn't when if I was getting cheated on and continued to stay with the person, you know, and that's happened multiple occasions and it's happened to pretty much everyone in my family too. And it's like, we've all stayed, not forever, but you stay. And I think that like, it, I think it's really just like the way exactly if they're in like a, emotionally healthy situation growing up, then they're like, fuck this. I don't deserve this. And they leave first chance they get to get out of a bad situation.
0: Um, I'm sure you've been to Comedy Cellar before. Mm -hmm. And uh, upstairs, that restaurant in the back Mm -hmm. where all the comedians hang out. And boy, at times it could be brutal because some of the comedians have some hard stuff to say. And times they could be really little misogynistic and hard on women too
2: mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes when you're hanging out with them It feels like, oh, you're a sucker for getting married But I gotta say, you know, I have some friends Like my friend Tom, when I met him 25 Tom years Papa. ago Tom Papa? No, uh, Tom Hemple, he's not a comic But when I first met him 25 years ago Within two minutes, I just want to stab him in the eye with a pencil He was such an asshole mm-hmm. to me and my friend Fred, I've been friends with him for thirty years. He brought him specifically to aggravate me, but three, four years later, he got girl, this, uh, his you know current wife, obviously pregnant, that had three kids, and he's such a wonderful husband and father. It it just boggles all my mind, and it just shows like if you're if you're with the right person, that's true. It it works out. Like I just can't. I mean her name is Rosette and I have so much respect and like she doesn't judge me with even with my crazy background. Um, it's a, such a, like a beautiful self-respecting thing. Like I couldn't imagine Tom having that 25 years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. So people have way to surprise you and um, I never thought that's even possible for any of my friends because, you know, we're all idiot idiots when we were young but it just shows, like, if you at the wrong places, and it can't work, and like that I, is I, true. I, and they got like second marriage thing like, a few years ago. It was a celebration, like wow. They're like buddies, and like they work. They have very good jobs. They have three kids. They're wonderful kids, and like I just, I just, I'm still kind of shocked. Seeing no, it's, Tom so doing that. it's so true.
1: It's so true because I have friends like that too. That actually, they're
0: they're kind of fuck up when they were young, but yeah, like we were
1: all hanging out. Yeah, we were all getting fucked up, getting in trouble. And then two of them linked up and they kind of like broke off from us and they were like having problems in the beginning because they were like 16, 17. And they're still together now. They've been married for over 10 years. Wow. They're they have two kids. They're like they're one daughter, she's like 8 years old or something. She's like class president of her grade. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Like and exactly, this was like of all of us, those were the two craziest ones. The two wildest that went the most yeah. extreme and crazy. And then on the other end, they're the ones that are most extreme like in the family aspect now. And I'm looking at like all these different people cuz where we grew up in Jersey City, it was sure. all A lot of people got pregnant in high school i can't think of one group of people besides them one couple that is still together with yeah the person that they got pregnant with and they're still together it's like it's so it's like you it's surprising because i remember weeks before they ended up getting together he was kicking the the front glass of a store open like getting arrested and shit like it's so crazy but now is like the best father and it's it's crazy. It's really you never know when someone exactly also goes with the right person yeah. and the right situation. How much their good qualities can come out?
0: I I you know because w- I remember early on with internet like late nineties and early two thousands and some of my friends got you know found a girlfriend through this online dating thing. And I don't know why I was so negative about it. I just thought like, what? Oh, I'm not a romantic person, but it doesn't seem like. You know, I don't know what committee made a joke, but like, dad, how did you meet mom? Well, son, I was looking for a new used Toyota truck and your, your mom just happened to be online <laughs> whatever, you know? But I, I guess when you put similar interests in what you're looking for, I guess mathematically it makes sense how you could find somebody...
1: That's interesting, yeah.
0: That's... Uh, they were able to meet someone like that. On the other extreme, you know, because I, I used to work a lot with Russell Peters and met a lot of East Indian people and... Um, I, this always shocked me, like, I'll meet someone, like, they've been married for 50 years, they're in deeply in love, but a lot of them, it was arranged marriage. And, like, it seems, doesn't seem logical that's possible, mm-hmm. but they basically say, like, well, we made the best of it, and, like, over a period of time, we just learned to love each other. Did It seemed like it's backward, like, people get married in the West, like, you fall in love with someone. Yeah. And eventually, it doesn't work out or whatever, but... East India and Asia, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of arranged marriage because my parents were kind of, at least my mom didn't want to marry my dad. But in many of these East Indian people, like, I'm just amazed when it works. And and that's and that, not that crazy of a rare event, actually, you know? Yeah,
1: and but I wonder, too, like, the same thing, like, marriages worked here for a really long time mm-hmm. until, like, the last say 20-30 years marriages in America have like started to just be sabotaged but I wonder if it's because they can't get out so they know that they have to make it work and I think that now breaking up is like a new phenomenon Yes, like people didn't break up before you were together regardless until that person died and then you were alone you know and it's like now that we can break up I feel like things that probably should have worked yeah don't and that people don't want to work on something because they're like screw this i can just and so i think it's like in those arranged marriages they still can't leave so the same way that like marriages used to work here yeah the person they couldn't leave or if they got divorced they were going to go to hell they believed
0: it, it, it's interesting because i really thought about it because you know when i went to college i'm my major was economics and things like that. And it's not just about dollars and cents, but trying to figure out why people make rational decisions. But, you know, places like Japan, they're worried that birth rate is, is very low and most young people don't want to get married. Ironically, if you want to increase people get married, you make it easier to get divorced. And that the reason behind it is if women know that once you get married, you can't get out of it, why take a chance? But mm-hmm. if they know for a fact they could get out of the marriage And in fact They have certain rights They're more inclined To take a chance that's so it's, true it's, it's counterintuitive But if, if you want to increase You have to give people Way in and way out I guess you know. Yeah
1: that's true Like, like I was saying earlier My sister just went through A divorce And mm. that was like Really difficult It's sort of really hard To change your name back It's really hard To go through But at the same time You know It's also a really Grand event Like you know, two people can start dating and yeah. then two people can break up. But if you guys want every single person you know to come to this party and celebrate that you guys are together and you want to spend, you know, twenty to one hundred thousand dollars on an event, so that everyone can celebrate your love for each yeah. other, then I think it should be hard to get out of it too. It's like you really had to get the whole family and everyone involved to do the wedding yeah, and to get married and everyone had to be on board and give you gifts and all this stuff. And it's like, but then the divorce should be hard too because the wedding, is that's a lot. Whereas you could just date someone and get married normally, you know?
0: Um, now, now that you mentioned spending a lot of money, winning, um, maybe this is something that maybe you could work on. But did you did you know that there's a brokers um, like at last minute they decide to get divorced? I mean, they, at the last minute they decide they don't want to get married, but they already spent fifty thousand on a wedding. There's brokers actually come in and pay you like twenty cent on a dollar or something and take that wedding and turn around and sell to somebody else.
1: Oh my god! What and a so great it me, idea! It, it
0: made me laugh because sometimes like. I think it might have been Money Magazine or something. I was reading, like, so like one of the guests showed up, like, wow, why, <laughs> why you guys, why is this all cowboy theme wedding? <laughs> and they said like, well, uh, we 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 found a really good deal, and that the couple who were supposed to get married were from Texas or something.
1: Oh my god! But
0: that made me laugh. Like, there's actually a broker when shit does. So it's somebody's misery it's actually somebody else is actually someone else's. Like a really good deal, you know? Yeah. But I. Yeah.
1: Wow, you know, that, that happened to my sister's first wedding So she just got divorced But the first time she was supposed to get married Yeah um,
0: They got cold feet they, they,
1: call, they called off the wedding like less than a month before
0: But they already paid for Everything it, right? Everything
1: was already paid for So, I mean, I didn't know there was brokers, but
0: I didn't know either, but when I read it, I thought well, this is a terrific idea It's a great idea, yeah. yeah Because
1: it happens all the time People end up calling off their wedding and they already paid for it Now by some weird chance my sister's they she couldn't get refunded cuz they're like it's too late to book it again but they said if they rebook it they'll refund her the the hall that they were carrying it in and then ah. surprisingly some hall a few miles away burned down and the people that were supposed to be getting married there that day—they
2: they, took over
1: my sister's wedding, and she got her refund and stuff, and oh, because everybody's money happy, back. yeah, yeah. So luckily, I don't know, not luckily for those people, but for my sister's sake, an entire <laughs> hall burned down, and she was able to get her few thousand dollars back. You know,
0: um, uh, I guess one—it's uh, been an over an hour. Oh, 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 going going back, um, the that affair. Did, did you ever watch uh, Rashomon by Akira Kurosawa? I haven't. It's it's so Kurosawa is absolutely one of the great giants of a director, you know, like Spielberg and uh, Scorsese, everyone just uh, yeah. looked up to him. In fact, one of his movies called Hidden Fortress is basis of uh, Star Wars. Like some if you watch wow. the Hidden Fortress, it's a similar like feisty princess and there's a uh, guy protecting her with two thieves. Goofy two thieves Who were Basis for You know uh, Two androids f- For the Luke Skywalker And things like that Wow And um, um, That movie Rashomon Was really interesting Because I um, was considered As the most westernized Out of all the Japanese director And in Japan That movie did all right But in early 50s When it when it was uh, released At the Venice Film Festival It won the highest award And shocked uh, All the Japanese But it's a story about um, there was a crime that happened in, in like a feudal Japan and there's, there's like four or five different characters. Everyone tell a different version of what really happened. Oh. At the end of it, you can't figure out what really happened because even the person who narrating the story got caught lying on something.
1: Oh, wow. So that was
0: a big influence on the affair because after a while, like you don't know who's telling the truth. And, and they could be both saying the truth, but just one remembers certain way than another. Yeah, so you know? the
1: perception is different. And that's that's with anything, you know? That happens a lot of times, like... Date rape. That's exactly... <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what happens with date rape, is that people remember it differently. Yeah. Is the girl remembers it. That's actually what my short film is about, the one that I said that I directed a few years ago. Yeah. It's actually about that. And it's about um, a porn star who bumps into the guy she lost her virginity to. Right. And he wants to hang out, but so she hangs out with him but then she uses it as an opportunity to talk to him to confront him about raping her yeah and he doesn't remember it that way he remembers it that she was all drunk and slutty yeah and she remembers it that he was trying she was trying to stop him and he kept going so Wait, did you
0: actually use a real porn girl or a-
1: um no i used my friend but she has like um she has the look yeah yeah so uh but it's a very She's like She doesn't look like A typical porn star She kind of looks like A like a gothy porn star I see
0: Like yeah. a suicide girl Similar
1: yeah. but without The tattoos Okay Yeah
0: You know Billy Corbin The documentary That we were talking about mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's, he's done in Miami He's done tons of these uh, Documentaries for 30 for 30 One called Broke Where all athletes Lose their all their money Amazing documentary And he did one with um, About Miami Hurricanes Two of them But Early in his career he made this documentary about this stripper in Miami, I think if I remember right. And there's there is actual footage of the incident where she claimed she got raped. And it's interesting when you watch the documentary, people have a different like we all saw the same footage. Some people think she got raped, other people say like, no, she didn't she didn't get raped. She she wanted to have sex with them. Like wow. so Perceptions—it's a, a weird thing because it's not like you're asking their um, experience. You're you're just watching on the screen, and wow. every everyone have a different interpretation of what really happened. You know? Yeah,
1: that's a thing that is very complicated about that topic about date rape in general. Yeah. just—I mean, not all rape. A lot of rape is very like blatant violent rape is very blatant yes but date rape is very it's very murky like that because exactly like uh even i had that situation happen to me and i confronted the person and that's actually was the basis of that film that the person just totally remembered it completely differently and we argued about it and left it at that, and we both will never probably see it the way uh, he'll never see it my way, and I'll never see it his way. Yeah, you know. But that it's a very it's a very complicated topic because exactly you don't know how the other person is perceiving the situation and reading those cues.
0: Sure, I don't. I don't, and we could finish this now, but I, um, it's a little unrelated. But um, I noticed there's all this incidents in college campus where incident like you know. Was that a rave What not And I think Biggest problem I could be wrong I don't think Young people in America Learn uh, The consumption of alcohol As Mm -hmm. well as Europeans Because um, Young Europeans Learn to drink From early on They could handle alcohol But I think These are These are kids Leaving home For the first time Yeah I I don't know How much experience They have with alcohol And they overdo it Right Like Um
1: yeah, and they they don't realize they're gonna black out because they've yeah. never been that drunk before.
0: I I wish we would lower the age to eighteen and let young people have an experience of alcohol early on. You know, and and because it just seemed like a disaster in college mm-hmm. campuses. You know, like they but don't, they, don't they really don't know how to deal. Uh, I also alcohol.
1: feel Americans cannot handle that. Like they just like we are so excessive, bigger, faster, harder. Yeah, that like I really don't think that. Americans can handle substances like any type of substance. We're going to be so addictive and crazy about it for some reason as a whole. Like everyone gets so fiendy and I don't know what exactly it is. Maybe because in general, there's not a lot of, uh, I don't know, just regulate. Not that there's not regulation. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but I always feel like all these other places can have things. And here everything gets so extreme and people take it so far. Like in all of these different there's so many countries people can have guns and people have guns and it's perfectly fine. And there's not people shooting up preschools. Right. You know, like I don't understand. Like, because
0: I'm not saying rape doesn't happen in Europe, but. Yeah, it probably
1: uh, does a lot.
0: But you don't, I don't hear as many college incidents with alcohol, rape, this and that in yeah, Europe. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: I, I, uh.
1: But I think maybe because. Uh, I mean, I don't know this for a fact. I just know this secondhand from people that went to college in Europe. Yeah. That the education is different there. And a lot of the stuff that we learn in college, they learn in high school. Right. And that they actually start college younger. They start college at like 16 or something. I don't know fully. I've had a bunch of different people somewhat tell me this about like yeah. England and some other places in Europe. But that it's very different than here where like. Highs. They they learn a lot of those things earlier, and then they also, I think, start going to college earlier. So it's not like this like break free type of thing. Right. It's kind of just like a natural progression of school. That it's not like now I'm free. I'm gonna go do everything.
0: I, I have to say, colleges in the states seems like there's like <laughs> like you
1: finally I, got invited to the party. It's. <laughs>
0: you know you you hear that we're fun a lot in certain campuses right and in europe at least in germany i've been there many many times i think in late in high school they pretty much give you an option like okay do you want to go college or do you want to go to um uh, um like a trade school and and i'm not talking trade school like Debray institute or something Yeah. You know? like these are like uh, amazing training where if they when they graduate they could work for mercedes or B- wow. bmw and things yeah. like that and, like, I don't think there's anywhere in the world that they have system like college p- sports program. Like, Yeah,
1: that's true, too. It's Oxford, just-
0: I mean, Alabama have their own TV station, if I remember right. Or maybe it's University of Texas or something. But And those stadiums are even bigger than many of the professional teams in it's Europe. It's
1: true. And exactly. It's drinking culture, <laughs> yeah. drinking, hookup, party, you know rally everybody tailgating and stuff like that exactly it's like uh way different culture exactly i feel like ex- in europe it seems like the colleges are a little bit more academic
0: or or they don't have those outlandish um um budget for big college program for sports i mean they just i don't think they have it like not, i mean it's just staggering and also
1: yeah football football in general like it's, American it's, football is It's just a beast It's its a—it's a, it's an alcohol beast Like it just like encourages so many people To just get fucked up and stupid
0: Yeah I don't think you'll find anywhere in the world Where a coach makes Six, seven million a year
1: That's insane
0: Nick Saban makes like six and a half so I don't know some, Something outrageous But it's because there's so much money in this country For entertainment you know But it, it is strange when you go overseas Like I, I don't think they really mix entertainment with academic as much as we do over here.
1: You You're know? right. It, the entertainment is too intertwined with academics. That We're
0: uh, entertainment superpower. No yeah. other country come even cl- close to it.
1: Yeah, it's true. And that's kind of like the way that we kind of negatively influence the entire world is because we make most of the entertainment. I mean, everyone's making it, but everyone's watching ours. Yeah. You know, so it's like, like people watch the Kardashians and like these other Every, countries. Uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like how I understand Americans watching it because we'll do some stupid shit, you know, but like, I'm so surprised when I hear of like pe- places like France having Kim Kardashian come as like their honorary guest for their uh, Paris ball man. or whatever. And I'm like, what the hell has happened to the entire world? Even Europe has gone to shit. They're,
0: they're they really are addicted to um, American entertainment and, they it's have- such a
1: debauchery too where It's so it, Our entertainment is so ridiculous That it must excite them so much Because it's not like they're living Normal like that The way that our entertainment is so ridiculous
0: it, It's funny because um, In a couple months I'm going back to Europe And I probably I might end up staying there for like two and a half months Or something But wow. um, I'm going back to Sweden and stay with friends But do you watch Game of Thrones at all?
1: Um I watched the first three seasons.
0: So you know Westro, that was the name of that uh-huh. I, right? Well that's that's actually a district in, in Stockholm, except oh, wow. they, they they pronounce it Vestro, but yeah, that's that's I remember going gas station, like, what the fuck? This is from the Game of Thrones, <laughs> but like But isn't, isn't it amazing? Like it's a it's a fantasy about similar to what medieval Europe, I guess, but mm-hmm. it's made by the Americans. And Europe, people in Europe can't get enough of it. You know, there's it's crazy. We we are the biggest drug dealer when it comes to entertainment. Sure, we watch some animated stuff from Japan. Sure we watch independent That's the thing with
1: Asian culture, is that like the way that people talk about like uh cultural appropriation, yeah. and the the uh, white people steal all of black people's entertainment and then use it against them yeah. and basically then are still racist. That's like what I always what I hear when I hear that, I always think about Asian culture. I'm like, do you not realize so much of our movies, some of our best movies are just copies of Asian movies? You yeah. don't hear Asian people crying about it though. And like so much of like our culture and fashion comes from Asian culture and cartoons and so many influence of entertainment is actually being stolen from it, Japan it, a lot of times. You know
0: those uh Wood movie where He's a nameless anti-hero. He's a cowboy and starts shooting people. You know, so spaghetti western. Mm-hmm. But all that is based on um, Kurosawa once again, the giant. Exactly, and it's Yojimbo all stolen Yeah, they just they just basically copy that, really. You know, but but you know, um, Eisenhower say we live in, in a military industrial complex, but now we live in a mili- military industrial entertainment complex. Oh
1: my god, that sounds so dangerous <laughs> we, when you add entertainment to that military and industrial.
0: Because the way Even US military Recruiting was They give free Online video game Where you become soldier You get points You become You go to basic training You get certain points <laughs> And You know All the drone shit is Yeah Man by Literally guys Using a fancier joystick But yeah It's I, I'm very grateful We'll finish that here But I'm very grateful To live in LA Because Even with my advanced age Like LA is such An interesting place And then you're young enough You're talented enough um, when you have a free time, I know you're going to do something terrific here because you already are doing that, working with Jim. Jim, oh, thank you. W- Jim doesn't work with uh, some dipshit you know. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he, he was very excited about. I mean, he said it over and over on uh, Rogan's podcast, you know. And um, yeah, it's just I've been to 44 different countries in the world, and I still love coming back to LA. And wow, it 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 it, it is an interesting place. You meet a lot of interesting people. I just want you to make sure you get out of the house sometime. And
1: yes. Like mingle
0: with other interesting people because they might give you an idea for project for you. you That's know?
1: true. It's very true.
0: Uh, well, Jen, thanks for doing it. And once again, can you give everybody where uh, once again could follow you, a Twitter account and all that stuff again? And
1: cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying all those nice things. I appreciate it's it. It's true. And uh, people, anyone can follow me at Jennifer Carmody at, on Twitter and also Carmodycentpodcast.com uh, Carmody central podcast on iTunes and Carmody central podcast on Facebook
0: all right well thanks and if you have a um, you know question for her or maybe you have opportunity for her, Jennifer you should she's she's very honest hardworking and uh, um, uh, I think you could do some collaboration with someone yes. telling you know this is
1: a great sales pitch I love it.
0: So alright guys Thanks for listening um, This is gonna be Like a part one Of the three parts I'm interviewing I'm only doing Six more episodes Oh my gosh So I, I'm I'm gonna uh, You're the first part Second part I'm, I'm interviewing Hosanna And third I'm interviewing uh, Camilla Cleese Yeah, I'm sure you met her right Yes yeah, yeah. I met her three. Oh yeah you, you. you had her On your show I did That's right So um, I wanted to have All three of you guys In the one long um, it, it's Probably have to put Two different Episodes, but uh, but thanks for doing it. You're the first part, and uh, everyone, please enjoy next two uh, parts.
3: For mine, I knew there was a better way of life, and I was just trying to find, but you don't know what you do till you put put under pressure. across 110th Street is a hell of a tester, across 110th Street, pimps trying to catch a woman that's weak, across 110th Street, pushers won't let the junket you better come back or i'll kill you No man, you're copping out. Take my advice: it's either live or die. You got to be strong if you wanna survive. The family on the upper side of town will catch hell if without a ghetto around. In every city you will find the same thing going down. Harlem is the capital of every ghetto town. Let me sing it. because A woman loves me A strong